You're listening to Talk Daredevil, a podcast about all things Daredevil in the greater Marvel Universe, brought to you by the women behind Saved Daredevil. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to a, a very special episode of Talk Daredevil. Um, I'm Phyllis, and I'm joined by my teammate Rhiannon, and we're going to have a little chat today about the big news that came out. Today's Wednesday, October 11th. Um, the news that came out about Marvel Studios hitting reset on Daredevil Born Again, uh, specifically because it is planning to overhaul how it has been doing TV. I'm going to throw this to you, Rhiannon, because it's been a very busy day in real life, and I feel like I haven't had a lot of time to do much more than read the original Hollywood Reporter article. So I'd love to have you maybe kind of lead off with like your thoughts, and um, let's just have a little conversation about it. Yeah, so it's been an interesting day. Um, this article that came out, it you know the first point is they're saying that Matt Corman and Chris Ord have been let go by Marvel. Um, it says in late September, and it says that, you know, basically Feige has been evaluating the television side and that he evaluated what they've filmed of Daredevil, Re um, Daredevil Born Again, I keep calling it Daredevil Reborn, <laughs> Daredevil Born Again, that, um, you know, he didn't like what he saw and he wants it to be something that, you know, is better. And more like the original series. The article goes on to say that Marvel plans to keep some scenes and episodes through other serialized elements will be injected, with Corman and Ord becoming executive producers on the two-season series. So the speculation, there is a ton of, one, just out there on the interwebs. There is so much speculation. There's so many spoilers of what was in the original series that people I feel are talking about very openly because there's this huge assumption that it is now not going to happen. And I think that's a horrible assumption because this isn't saying they're throwing away those episodes that have previously been filmed. It's saying that they're going to make major changes to it. Mm -hmm. Do some retooling. Yeah. So I, I just want, if we have any listeners that are very averse to spoilers and everything, we're going to try to avoid them here, but just the internet is not a safe place. <laughs> um, per usual, <laughs> yeah. the internet is a bit of a, a battle zone, a battlefield yeah. of spoilers, mixed with speculation and all of that good stuff that usually happens when news like this comes out. So, you know, Rhiannon, I think one of, and it's been, a, it's been a minute for us, but one of the more recent episodes that we've recorded for this podcast was a little Corman and Ord pod. I'm kind of curious how you're feeling about that, about them being um, fired from the project. It does feel a little bit unceremonious and unfortunate, particularly as we were kind of looking at their hiring as being like a silver lining in the development of the show, um, being that they had like a lot of TV experience coming into this. What are your thoughts on that? Very interesting. Um, I mean, you know, the, the article that came out today, it goes, it goes on a whole lot to talk about how they're moving more towards television folks. You know, they're bringing in television developers. They're going to be using showrunners instead of lead writers, which they're going to have to do anyways because of the strike. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, 
like, like that's not a decision. That's, I think, something that they're going to have to do because of determinations made in the strike. But Cor- I was so excited about Corman and Nord. I mean, those of you that listened to that previous podcast, like, I'm a huge fan of their previous works. I'm sad to see them go. But I think what will be interesting is to see who they're bringing in. And if they, you because know, a lot of the talk in this article is that they're moving, they want it to be more like the original Netflix series. Are they going to reach out to any of those previous folks that worked on the series? Are they going to build bridges? Like Marvel has burned so many bridges in the television development world with their pretentious, I mean, their, <laughs> their way of going about the streaming television was rather pretentious. It was like, oh, we don't need to do it. Like, yeah, we're going to do it like movies, which most streamers went through in 2012, 2014. <laughs> and you know how I feel about all of this. <laughs> I've been beating this drum for a long, long time. I'm almost pleasantly surprised that they actually did end up coming to this realization that they can't do it their Marvel way. And I think, you know, obviously there's a lot of other factors that are probably affecting all of the all of these decisions. You know, there's just been a hemorrhaging, I think, of general fan interests in a lot of the projects that Marvel has been putting out, both um, on TV and film. And as is documented in the article as well, this is not the first TV project to have run into obstacles, behind the scenes, drama, retooling, shifting um, creatives in and out of positions. So, you know, but it is it is interesting to see them kind of finally own up to the fact that maybe we actually need to make TV TV's way to kind of go back to the Corman and Ord thing. It is disappointing because obviously we were banking a lot on, on them being TV people coming into this. But if they're coming into a system that was not made for TV people and they were being briefed on creating a show that was a different type of show, whatever it is that they made, I'm sure... In a vacuum, it was probably great, but for the bottom line and for what fans are probably wanting out of what is a combination of a reimagining and continuation of the Daredevil we know and love, um, I guess I'm just glad that someone saw it and like convinced Marvel Studios to do something about it. Because as disappointing as it is to see, obviously a lot of people that were associated with the show are not going to be associated with it anymore. At least there's still a little bit of time to turn the ship around and to like rethink the approach. And, you know, the fact that they can still use some of the stuff that they've captured is good. Um, So it's not like they're raising the entire thing to the ground. But, you know, I know that probably the fans and we are obviously in that group. It's it's hard to see another delay (laughs) in this process. Yeah. I mean, I think that there's definitely reason to be anxious because, like, I mean, like, the article says, like, what they did wasn't good. And that's upsetting. But the important thing is that they did it. And what you talked about, the time, I think that brings us to the other piece of news that came out recently is that it appears that they have filed for copyright information for Daredevil to not come out until January 2025. So if they're hiring TV people... I don't know how many traditional television producers and showrunners there are still in the market that have done the schedule, but like they can film something great and turn it around in three months. So they have plenty of time to look at what is there, Mm -hmm. look at weaving in whatever news story is supposed to be there, write something good, wait for this actor strike to end. I mean, nothing's going to start until the actor strike is resolved. For sure. Film it, make sure it's good, and then put it in the marketplace. While we don't want to wait another whole year, 
we're just used to that at this point. Yeah. God, we are the most patient fandom in the world, aren't we? (laughs) There's time to get it right. I agree. I think that the strike part of the calculus was always going to result in undesirable delays. And as you've mentioned, actor strike is still ongoing. Um, Although now with the writer's strike resolved, at least we, until today, thought that there could have been some progress made, you know, um, behind the scenes and getting things prepped. Um, But, you know, we we were always going to have to wait a little longer. Um, I do remember people feeling maybe a little bit concerned when that January 2025 date came rolling around. Um, But I think it just again, because everything's been pushed back, like, God, I don't even remember when everything started. I think the writers went on strike in spring and the actors went on strike in the summer, you know, so we're coming up on like a good half a year since everything really started. And as we're heading into the holidays where productions naturally shut down um, for that break, realistically, they weren't going to be going back into production until January of 2024. So, you know, this all kind of lines up. I guess the question mark remains in this whole Marvel hiring new people, looking at the story and looking at how they can do this a little bit more closely to how the original show is done, how long that's going to take. You know, I, I wish we knew and I wish they could give us like some more concrete answers on that. But um, the fact that they are going to pause it on, give this a chance, I think is worth letting them take the opportunity to do that as much as we want to get this content in our little grubby hands as soon as possible. (laughs) And the great news is they are revamping it and there is no word. I mean, the one thing that I was really scared of with the strikes was that Mm -hmm. they would reduce the episode count. Right. That they would scrap it. I mean, how many, there were several shows during the strike that got a cancellation. Finn Jones is not a show that got canceled prematurely while everyone was striking, which that really sucks. And I agree. I'm glad that that was not the fate um, for our show. So them coming back, them saying that they're going to revamp it. And of course, like none of this is official. I mean, like a Hollywood reporter is reputable, so it's official. But, you know, none of this is that they're reducing the episode count. The only change here is that they're saying two seasons. The rumors that we're seeing on the Internet are that those are going to be two nine-episode seasons instead of one 18-episode season. Yeah. Which... I think we speculated about how they might break it up, too. Yeah. And there's a lot of, you know, talk about maybe they'll go back, you know, maybe some of the negative rumors that have been going around that folks have been unhappy with. There is no news of having Foggy and Karen back that maybe as they make these changes, those are things that can be changed. So, yeah. So, as usual, we live in a state of... (laughs) uncertainty and flux, (laughs) which I guess is our comfort zone by this point. Um, But as someone who has been publicly and vocally a little bit more critical of the Marvel Studios television experiment, I welcome this news generally. I generally welcome this news and I generally welcome the opportunity to, as you said, see some bridges rebuilt between Marvel Studios and the folks that um, create really damn good TV in the industry. And I would love to see Daredevil be the first benefactor of good and positive changes in how Marvel Studios approaches these types of projects. 100%. So that's my, um, that's where I'm standing on this right now. 
And I think it's a perfectly it's a perfectly safe place to be living for the time being until we hear something else actually worth um, changing my mind about. And, you know, and we just know, you know, this project is so important to Charlie and Vincent and everyone who is who's had the opportunity to return to the fold in some way. So for their sake, too, I'm sure, you know, we can only speculate when they knew about all these things. Um, Well, Vincent has tweeted about it. So, well, I mean, obviously he can't explicitly tweet about it because of the strike. But, you know, his statement is every cool project I've been involved with has evolved constantly during pre-production, production and post. It's just reported on these days as if it's big news. It's not. It's simple. A bunch of creatives doing their best to get it right. It's a constant in this business. I wouldn't have it any other way. Frankly, I'd be worried if we were settling for less. It's a great tweet. Vincent is really, yeah, eloquent. Mm -hmm. But I, I think that's, you know, a great sign. Um, I mean, obviously, Vincent's not going to come out and tweet and be like, four months we spent filming was a waste. Like, yeah, he's, mm-hmm. he's, he knows what he's doing. But I hope there's enough good stuff because there has been a lot of good rumors that I've been excited about of what was coming out. And I hope all of the good stuff stays. I hope that the quality is better. And 100%, this is going to make Marvel television worth watching. That Secret Invasion was an insult to every fan and viewer ever. And if you go and read the article, the article is full of just like Secret Invasion was the tipping point. It's so interesting because I did not know any of the stuff had happened. At least some of it I didn't know had happened with the show. So it makes sense reading about it now. Like the whole thing about, um, about Kyle Bradstreet having been fired. He was also the TV guy on that show because he was the one with like the Mr. Robot writing credits and and everything, um, but had no idea he had been replaced at some point. So, no, this is me speculating, but just wondering if, again, the system, just the Marvel Studios system as it was, just could not accommodate folks who did TV the TV way. Um, So perhaps it was a little bit inevitable that those people would get spit out of the machine until they could change the machine. And for our listeners, like the very short version of the difference between television and movies is that in television, the writers run the show. Showrunners, mm-hmm. legally by the new WGA contract, mm-hmm. showrunners are a writer that is in charge of a show being filmed. They maintain a show Bible. They make sure that the tone is consistent across episodes. They have that continuity from start to finish. In a movie, You have a writer that writes a script and it often sometimes gets handed off to other writers and handed off to a director and the director ultimately calls out those, all those shots. The director sets the tone and all of that. So the biggest difference between the two mediums is that these talented high level writers were not getting to run the show in the Marvel universe and it was causing a lot of frustration. And understandably. (laughs) And when I was thinking about it, when I was thinking about the news about what kind of show was potentially made that Marvel then decided they didn't want, I fully believe that Corman Orr probably made the show that Marvel Studios asked for. Yes. It just turned out that Marvel Studios realized that was not the show that they needed right now. (laughs) And certainly not the show that they needed for Daredevil Born Again, which was going to follow up three very beloved existing seasons. Well, and I think that's probably the biggest thing. Like, there was nothing to compare Secret Invasion to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was nothing to compare all of this previously previous shows to. But 
watching it with Daredevil, there is something to compare it to if it was not right and the, you know, if it was off kilter. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm sure that if the previous show didn't exist, there would be a maybe not a ton of different directions, but there would be quite a few options that you could potentially take an 18 episode series about Matt Murdock. And, you know, I would say that most of the shows just really didn't have a comp. You know, you you had like the characters from the movies, right? But you never were with them long enough. We probably most of these characters in their TV shows have accumulated far more time than they ever did when they were in Marvel Studios films. But again, people can play the tape back <laughs> on Turtle season one, two, three. And, you know, I would hope that Kevin Feige and his team also have watched <laughs> all three seasons of the show and can also like pick out what isn't feeling right? What's not working here? Maybe w- what we were asking for is actually not what added that magic to what this original show was. And to be clear, I'm not opposed to the show evolving, right? And moving into some different directions, especially for Matt, because we don't really actually want Matt to be stuck in the same place um, forever. That sounds kind of awful for him. Um, but there's there's ways to balance it, right? And hopefully more of a TV, de- like a proper TV development um, pipeline will allow them to actually consider all of the things that would allow them to balance character tone, story, um, et cetera. It's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, hopefully, you know, I hate that Daredevil had to be the one to stop midstream for them to make this change. But... I am glad that they're making this change for Daredevil instead of, you know, waiting until after it comes out or something. So my body can already feel like the alternate universe where like the show came out and people like everyone, no one was happy and just what an emotional realization, right? Like us watching it every week and being like, oh, my God, maybe this wasn't it. (laughs) it. uh, Like trying to be positive (laughs) and struggling. Who knows? But. No, I have faith. I have faith that Charlie and Vincent will fight tooth and nail for this to be the best show that they can fight for it to be. And I, yes, I have a lot of faith in them. I have a lot of faith in what they've invested into this project and their characters. And I'm optimistic that like they're very much involved in this process of like reimagining where this version of the show is going to go. Yeah. So in the meantime, I think we all just have to... <laughs> <laughs> Get our patient pants back on a little while longer. We are pros. I think that is like some research that we're going to do next is which Save Our Show campaign had the longest amount of time between cancellation and finally seeing their property back on the screen. And I think we're going to win it. I feel like it's us. Yeah. (laughs) I just looked. We definitely like Firefly was like three years near the experience. They had to wait like 10 minutes. You know, I know Winona Earp went through some stuff. I think we're going to win this one. I think, yeah, we didn't ask to win this one, but we're going to win it. (laughs) (laughs) Put that win in our column. It's, yeah, yeah. Hopefully once everyone's gotten the train back on the tracks and there's a direction um, and they can actually get back to filming, um, we'll have better things to talk about. In any case... If there is any other news, if anything new comes to light, we will certainly try to hop on a mic and talk about it. But it was great to just have a little processing conversation about this overhauling news with you, Rhiannon. I think that we, I feel like we've been talking about the whole TV, TV industry thing for a while. So it feels appropriate that we were able to have this conversation. Um, and I guess we'll just see what, what updates Marvel Studios has for us next. 
Yeah. And I mean, let's see what changes. You know, this is clearly something that changed because the writer's strike ended. Mm-hmm. So let's see if there's any news when the actor's strike is resolved, when they've gotten everything they deserve. All right, then. I guess we can wrap it up there. Thanks again, Re. Thank you to everyone else who is listening. Um, as always, we appreciate you tuning in. Um, if you follow us on social media, keep an eye out for any updates um, as it pertains to Daredevil Born Again. If you're not, then give us a follow. We are Saved Daredevil on God, the site formerly known as Twitter <laughs> and TikTok and Save Daredevil everywhere else. Thank you again. Have a good evening and we will talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Talk Daredevil. For more information about Saved Daredevil, including links to our socials, please visit us at savedaredevil.com. Remember, Murdoch's always get back 